Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Who are you? I'm no one. Welcome to the 11th episode of the AI Movie Night. I'm your host, Joe Simpson, and tonight I'm joined by two great guests to discuss all things Star Wars The Force Awakens. We felt people had had enough time, everybody who wants to see it will have now seen it, and it's time to really catch up what we thought about it and discuss all things The Force Awakens. So firstly, I'm joined again by the podfather himself, Gags Tandon. How are you, mate? I'm good, Joe. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Looking forward to hear your thoughts on this one. I remember last time, obviously, you were the only one out of the three of us who'd seen it, and you you were bursting to tell us about it. So I know, hopefully... I know. It's like it's, you drained it out of me. I mean, no, no, it'll be fine. <laughs> oh, great. So hopefully you're still ready to go with all that knowledge and insight, so I look forward to hearing it. <laughs> well, <it's>... <laughs> I don't <laughs> think it'll be as geeky as, as the other one, but it'll be good. It, it, it'd have to go some to beat that, wouldn't it, in terms of geekiness, but we'll try. Yeah. I'm also joined again by Andy Wales, host of the Excellent Reds Review podcast. How are you doing, Andy? I'm doing really well, mate. I'm, I've been really looking forward to this. I tell you what, as the more, almost the moment that I got out of the cinema, that I actually, when I'd just seen this film, the first thing I did was WhatsApp gags. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> Good on you. I was, I was I was bursting to watch it after we did the uh, the last set of pods, and uh, so I'm really looking forward to this tonight. Oh, great. I'm looking forward to hearing all, all the things you like about it tonight. So uh, thanks to you both again for joining me. I'm going to get straight into it because obviously we normally have a lot to say us three. So I'm going to go straight into it and start with you, please, Gags. How good was it to see Star Wars in the cinema again? 
It was unbelievable. It was... Um, I, don't, I don't think I could... I couldn't put it into words because... Okay, well, I'm going to have to try because you're asking me the question. So. But yeah, it was... There was so much excitement. And there was a bit of nerves as well that because I was watching it really early, like one of the first people in the country to watch it, maybe in the world. I think it was out in the UK first, mm-hmm. in IMAX, that I didn't want it to fail. I didn't want it to be awful. So there was a bit of nerves, but there was so much excitement. And I knew that because I was just watching all of the other films with you guys and, and doing the pods on it, that I'd hype myself up so much that I was worried about disappointment as well. But yeah. when that music kicked in, dude, oh. man, I don't know. We're geeks, aren't we? We're fucking yeah. uber geeks. You know, we get geeked the fuck out of this podcast. <laughs> and I swear, it just took over. It takes over you. And if you've been a fan for a long time and you love this genre and you love this this brand of Star Wars, then then you would feel it in that first and when that, those credits come up, when that story comes up of episode seven flashes up and the music goes, man, there's a tingle, I think. There's a tingle through your body and it's amazing to see it back. And it's amazing that they're going to do a movie a year, apparently. Um, mix it up, you know, with these and and some, some other stories, new stories. Um, Darth Vader apparently coming back and stuff. So, yeah, it's uh, it's an exciting time to be a Star Wars fan. Joe. Yeah, to- totally agree with all that. When, as you say, when that, you know that that music comes on and and that, that opening scroll, you just transported to another universe. And like we said last time, back to your childhood almost. And uh, I think Andy was someone who definitely felt that. What 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 was it like for you seeing it in the in the cinema again, Andy? Oh, fan bloody tastic! It was great. I took my kids with me to watch it as well. Um, so it was. It, it was. I was transported back. It was me being a kid again. It, you know that moment, like like Gag said, the music hits. You're just like, oh, here we are, and you you're back, back to being a kid watching it. And and it is. Uh, it's there's, there is something special about watching it in the mo- in the uh, cinema with you know the big screen there and then the sound and bag of sweets and the drink. Everything. It's just it, it just adds to it, and it's uh, and it was just great. Uh, just so, so, such a such a great feeling to you know to to have it there again and it be fresh and new and exciting and I think especially because after we've done them pods it really ramped me up for uh, for going to see it you know I just hyped even more so it, uh, it was it was a great feeling it really was yeah that, uh, I couldn't agree more with all of that and I think it's lovely that you were able to t- take your kids as well because it, 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 they really are some of the, the best family films aren't they um, obviously it's clear that we all think it was a really good film and we all enjoyed it um, can I ask you Andy Facey um, did it feel, obviously we know that start that magic hooked us but did it feel like a, a Star Wars film to you because for example for me the prequels never really felt truly like a Star Wars film. Did did this feel like one to you? Yeah. What it did is it, it some for me it somehow managed to recapture some of the magic from the original movies. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe maybe that's because it had a new director, you know, who shared the passion of being a fan of those original movies. You know, it wasn't it didn't feel like a Hollywood movie. If you know what I mean, it wasn't. It yeah. wasn't like, like the prequels. There were some Hollywood names in there, wasn't there? Yeah. You know, yeah. The, 
and and this didn't. It was it was like the originals where there were virtual unknowns, and it and it just seemed to. I mean, J.J. Abrams just seemed to capture that magic and and that mystique and that innocence and of of them of the originals. It did have that kind of feel to it, even though there were some dark elements that we'll probably get onto a bit later in it. But it. It did have it did have something about it that was more akin to the originals, and you know my my expectations. I was like gags. You know, you were a bit worried about how it was going to turn out because you were so excited for it. But I think you know, in a way, because the prequels were quite underwhelming, you, you maybe set your expectations a I little. Think you're talking bit. shit, yeah. You know, <laughs> they were shit. Well, no. <laughs> the prequels are shit. Yeah, the first one was. They, they got better as they went along, but they were pretty underwhelming. So, you know, your expectations are kind of maybe is a little bit lowered because of that. But yeah. but going in and it, it hit everything and it just, it felt special again. And it, and it just encaptured that magic and everything that you really enjoyed about the originals. It was back and it, and I thought everyone involved did just, just did such a good job with it. I think you've touched on a great point there as well. With where you mentioned with with J.J. Abrams, I think George Lucas, obviously, you know, for me, he's a genius. He created this world. You know, it may have gone wrong eventually, but he created that world and and did so much to make it so great and so magical. But maybe he lost perspective, or just sometimes your creative well might may dry up, or you might. You might suit different types of things later in life, whereas, as you said, I think um, the geekiness Abrams, took over. Joe. Well, the geekiness well, took over. He went too much CGI, didn't he? He, he did. He got he too did. clever for himself. He did. He did, and I, th- I think maybe some of the things he loved, because I think he thinks Empire is the worst of the definitely the worst of the or originally thought Empire was the worst of the Star Wars original trilogy so I wonder if some of the things he loves are, are slightly different to what well, most people love whereas, I'm glad he sold it well I'm glad now but obviously uh, I'm thankful for all he did but Abrams was a fan and I think as well as being obviously a really talented guy and I think he was probably in love with a lot of the same things that the fans are in love with so he was able to bring them back, but also, uh, as you mentioned before, Andy, bring some new and fresh things to it. What about yourself, Gags? Uh, did it feel like that original Star Wars universe to you as well? Yeah, it was really similar, and that's probably one of the big criticisms of it that um, it probably fits in well here, Joe, that mm-hmm. it was very similar to yeah. A New Hope, you know? Yeah. Uh, very, very similar. They They had pretty much, I mean, if you go through it, they had a death, you know, of a of a of a father figure type role. Yeah. They had um, the pre. I mean, it, yeah, the the history of Darth Vader was um, was was basically just a massacre, wasn't it? And the history of the guy in this part in this movie pod in this pod in this movie was a, was a massacre as well. Um, yeah. So there's there's loads, isn't there? And then obviously. There being a Force Awakening is like a New Hope, isn't it? Uh, of a one one star who's uh, going to become a Jedi. So yeah, uh, a Death Star, uh, a Star Killer in this one. Yeah, interestingly, Star Killer was supposed to be Luke Skywalker's name, wasn't it? Luke Scott, yeah. Star Killer. So they I'm they glad, used that. I'm glad they changed it. 
I'm glad they changed it. Yeah, Luke Starkiller. Jesus Christ, <laughs> just wouldn't work with it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there were a lot of um, similarities to A New Hope. However, despite those similarities, I thought that they did enough in the movie with the new characters to give it the freshness. So, whilst the story was similar, I could look past it because of the way they brought across the new characters and the way that it was told and the nostalgia because obviously when you watch a new hope it's the first one yeah this has this movie has a has an advantage a build up of six stories and what it adds to this movie is immeasurable because you've got you know han solo and chewbacca and you've got their relationship you've got everything in there already so yeah, it does. It was. It, it did it justice, and even though it was a bit similar in terms of storyline, which they could have made a little bit more original, I think I looked past it. One because I'm a diehard fan, and two because again, I think that they brought in enough characters and um, and enough questions at the end, Joe, which we'll talk about later, uh, to 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 make you want more. Yeah. No. I, I, I agree. It, 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 that, that was a key part of it feeling like a Star Wars universe, as you say, to have those, you know, some of those similarities at least. And, and I think, although as we say, it has had criticisms for that. Uh, I know for myself, it probably needed some of that just to, to ground it in that but, world but and to give think, it that do basis. Do you think it was to too much on. though, Joe? Like, I mean, Andy as well. You, you, I'll ask yeah. you a question on the flip side. There was a bloody emperor. There was a Death Star type thing, which was bigger. It, it didn't make sense that it was sucking life out of the sun or whatever. I mean, is that even bloody possible? But obviously, you don't even think about the, the logistics or you don't think about the science <laughs> of it. But what I mean is, could they have done something a bit more original in terms of, in terms of that, in terms of what it was? Because it... When you do look back, you do think if you take if you jump out of the 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 blind, you know, for fan mm-hmm. bias, you do think hmm. could have been a bit more, could have done a little bit, JJ. You know, what are your thoughts on that, Andy? I don't know. I, th- I mean, I I'm kind of with you, Joe. That you you need a little bit of familiarity just to ground it. You know. But there was to plenty, Andy. And get I, thought that there was, in. I thought there was plenty, Andy. I thought there was loads of familiarity. Maybe the one change could have been that. I'd, I'd, it didn't. There were similarities and elements of it, but it wasn't. I didn't feel like I was watching a new Hope all over again. Oh no, no, no it didn't people, feel you know like, what I mean? No, it, it felt it was a new movie. There was there was different things to it, and I mean the thing is. If it had gone the other way and made it completely and utterly different and miles away, people would feel disenfranchised that yes. this this yes, is not our point. Star Wars. What have you done with our yeah. Star Wars? So I think perhaps we, re, to really make a, a sound judgment, we've got to wait until the other ones come out and see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great point. That I think I think it 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 it, it came pretty damn close to getting the perfect balance from my perspective, considering all the hype and all the pressure on it. I think, like like he's above touched on, it needed to have some of those touchstones 
maybe the Star Killer base was a, a step too far because it was it was exactly the same that's thing virtually. Point. I mean, that, there's one been really used twice. one really stupid pit Joe when he brings when uh, the general whatever his name is what's his name general Hux, is it? Hux yeah Hux fucking again the name's a bit stupid but yeah Hux comes on <laughs> sounds like some sort of dog food to me or, or some powder or something anyway Hux <laughs> looks um, Hux comes on and, and he gets the whole of his army on or the whole of the the the, the first order on to to shoot this planet down yeah. And yeah. then, right, you've just become, like, the number one target. And the whole of your army is in one place. Um, <laughs> duh. <laughs> I, I, I don't think they're all there, in fairness. I think they spread it out. Like it, know, though, didn't it? it did seem like it on that, on that, uh, that one base, but I don't think they were all there. But I know what you're saying. I just think it, it struck a good balance. And for all those touchstones, and maybe that was a step too far, Yeah, but... For all that, I'd say it did have, like, we've never had that Stormtrooper perspective before. And the new characters, whilst there were some similarities to some of the older characters, there was enough there to make it a staging ground to go elsewhere. And I think, like Andy said, for this first one, you need a lot more of that just to ground it in that world before now it can go off in completely new directions it if can. it wants to. Yeah, it can. I, I think no, knowing you both, I'm sure you're the same. We're all looking forward to seeing what those new directions are in the future. But yeah, maybe a, a tad too much, but I think overall a pretty good balance, generally speaking. Um, no complaints. I was I was playing devil advocate. Oh no, no, I'm what I've heard from people, and I wanted yeah. to hear what you thought. But I loved it. I thought it was a great movie. I, I'd watched it three times: once with a colleague, and then once with my elder daughter, and then the second time with both daughters. So, yeah, I I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. No, I could tell. Her, I could tell. Her. I'm just going to look now. Uh, obviously, it leads on to from there to you know we got to see some some of the older characters again, like mm. Han, Chewie, and the Vulcan. Um, what was it like to see them again, Gags? May, when they came on the screen, you know, especially when I watched it with my eldest, as soon as Han Solo walked on, and she's only 11, but she's religiously watched the other six with me over the last two years. I've got her really into it. And um, it's kind of taken over the house, Star Wars. <laughs> it's on their iPads, iPods, and they've both got lightsabers, you know, the, the, the you know, toy ones, plastic ones, that yeah. they've hurt their thumbs with because they keep hitting each other accidentally. So I I'm getting told off. Gags, gags, I didn't think they were real ones, mate, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Sorry, silly yeah. uh, me. I'm, I'm just too much of a nerd. I thought you might be literally <laughs> Joe. <laughs> but yeah, you know what I mean. So, so they, it's taken over the girls, and it's taken over the like, nothing prouder for me for a dad to have his girls into into Star Wars, um, proper nerded out. And and basically, when she saw when he walked in to the Falcon and he said, "Chewie, we're home." You know, she'd seen the advert, but she was waiting for the scene to happen. And it was such a such a good scene for it to come on because uh, they're mixing with the new cast. And yeah. it's just a brilliant scene. There's so many comical bits in that scene as well with the with Chewbacca just shrugging his shoulders at everything they said about about Han. You know, everything they said, he was like, <laughs> is, he, was, is, he the, is he the general? Is he the, and he just keeps shrugging his shoulders and you know, making a funny noise. <laughs> and, and you're just basically in hysterics because it's that relationship. I'm not giving him any credit. He's my mate, but fuck that. I'm not doing that. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah, Bottle. it's so brilliant when he comes in and they both come in and he's looking older, but he's still got the same, you know, dress sense. It's, you just go back in time. You do. Same humor you do. as well. 
Exactly. It was like an, it was like old friends turning up, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. And yeah, he's trying but... to convince Chewbacca that he is the right. You know, when, you, when they when they're talking to all those gangs, <laughs> he's like, "It is me. I did do that. I did. I did." And he's like. <laughs> Yeah, Chewbacca uh, hands, hands the cocky one and Chewbacca's always the one trying to bring him back down to yeah. earth and, you know, with a bit of, bit of reality about what's been going on for the last few years. What about yourself, Andy? Yeah, I, I love seeing him again. It was, I, I was just I was just smiling now, just thinking about it. It's, as soon as you see him on camera, it's just like, ah, oh, you know. It was. It, was like, it, is, yeah. it just takes you back, does it? Again, it transports you back. It's, it's, it's that, you know, it's a familiar old face. It's like John Barnes and Kenny Dalgleish walking out at Anfield, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's great. It's yeah. like, ah, oh, it, you know, that warm feeling inside. It's, and, and the thing is, they, they still have that, they still have that, chari- you know, that charisma and they still have yeah. that, that chemistry between them as characters on screen as well. And it, even the Falcon as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, just just to, just to see that, and I mean, that's it, when you're talking about. Gags keeps telling me I'm a nerd here, and I'm thinking, am I a geek or am I a nerd? And then I'm thinking, yeah, well, I was I was pretty chuffed to see a spaceship on, <laughs> on the off, movie screen. Off. So yeah, I guess I am a bit of a nerd, really. And but, it was great, great how it was still all battered and dirty, wasn't it? It was still, you know what I mean? It was it was the same Falcon it always been, wasn't it? Ooh, there's a bit of a change yeah. to it though. The antenna oh, changed. Oh yeah, it's changed. I'm, I'm talking inside here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The oh, antenna yeah, changed. Yeah. The one thing changed on it because it yeah. flew off, didn't it? When uh, <laughs> was it? Lando took it off. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's got a rectangular little, one now. Well, I li- that. Little little minor details like that are really important. I think you know for continuity and, that's and huge, just right? they'll but they'll yeah. they'll because there will be people if they'd have had the original, there'll be people who would be pulling up and saying, "Well, I remember in episode six, uh, you know, one minute thirty-five." Uh, <laughs> One hour, 35 minutes and 46 seconds, you know, and it's these little, it's the little things that really, really matter in, in detail. And, and that was just one of them little things. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. but I think the whole movie though, the, the way that they used the original characters was just so smart because yeah. they used Han and Chewie as a, they were kind of passing the torch. Mm. You know, it, it was right in front of your eyes. The, the, the torch was being passed. So you didn't have new characters being shoved down your throat. Sure. It, it, it was organic. The change as the movie went on. So it, it was, it was great to see them, and I just loved the way thought, that they used them. I thought Leia was disappointing a little bit, obviously because she's changed so much and she can't really move her face very much anymore. But um, <laughs> I just, yeah. I just didn't think they could get much more out of her. So um, yeah. if she's killed I, off in the next episode, it'd probably be good for the series, to be honest. Well, I, I'd like to say I hope she's not killed off, but I know what you're killed off. Uh, I, I hope she's not killed off, but I know what you mean. I, she doesn't I add think much, though. She doesn't add I much think, now. I think she'd had a lot of problems, hadn't she? And I think um, having a day was important, but I know oh, yeah. what you mean. I think she'd probably be, in private, be the first to say, it, 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 you know, she's been out of full-time acting for a long long time and you know various other reasons why it's not not ideal for her but i know what you mean so i i wouldn't be surprised if she doesn't have the greatest of roles again in future but it is another one of those touchstones as andy said to like hand over to the newer characters and that leads us perfectly on to some of those newer characters uh andy what were you, what were your thoughts on john boyega's performance and of course his character of finn See, well i I liked all the, you know, the, the good guy characters. I thought they all mm-hmm. came across really well. Uh, yeah. You know, the way they introduced them and, and their portrayal, you know, because 
the, the, you know, the John Boyega and Daisy Ridley. I've, I don't know who they are. I've, I don't recall seeing them in anything before. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, I, I might well have seen them in something. I don't know. I, I can't recall them if I have. You know, and, and here they are. You know, as lead characters in, in a huge movie franchise. You know, the biggest movie franchise in the world. And and they, man, they pulled it off like that. You know, they they were natural. They had. It, it was it was like. You know, your main character's going back again to, to New Hope, you know, coming at you. You know, people you're not familiar with seeing, but just looked so natural. And they, they, they just seemed at ease with, with who they were and, and who they were portraying. And, and I, I mean, I liked all of them. I thought they, they did really well. And, and, uh, and the character Finn, though, he had, I don't know, he, I think he portrayed it well. He, he had just like a little bit of, like a glint to him, you know, because he was that, you know, the stormtrooper, just that little thing, wasn't it? You know, I, I'd, I'm getting you out because it's the right thing to do. It's, which is kind of, you know, like, oh, you know, that boring, really good guy type of thing. But he had a kind of a bit of a glint to him, all, not quite a Han Solo glint, but that that kind of, like, chirpiness about him. And, yeah, he did, he did and, you're and right. I, Go on, sorry. I was just, I just, I think he did really well, and I, I enjoyed the character. I, I think you touched on something there as well. I think it was good because he was like, you know, he he has got a heart, and he 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 was quite a funny character as well. And the bit you mentioned there, I think, was was good because I think it was half true what he said, you know, because it's the right thing to do. But I think Poe actually says, "You need a pilot, don't you?" And he's like, "Yeah, I need a pilot." So it was like it was half true that it was the right thing to do. But I think he also wanted the pilot. So I think you're right. That's that's a bit like a Han Solo thing, isn't it? You know that you know. It, it, it's not all just because it's the right thing. He's <laughs> yeah. also just doing it because he needs to get yeah. out of there. The element of coolness about the best, it. Yeah, the best totally. bit, Joe, was when he was like, uh, stay calm, stay calm. And he goes, I am calm because I'm talking to myself. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that was then, brilliant. That. And, then, and then the resistance, um, you know, are you with the resistance? I am with the resistance. I am with the resistance. <laughs> yes, I am the resistance. You know, it's like he just... He just nails it, and his and we're going to BB-8 later. But his interaction with BB-8, getting oh, yeah. electrocuted, and then the thumbs up lighter stuff, and they're going to be iconic scenes. You know, the thumbs oh. up lighter, for example, is used everywhere, isn't it? Oh, uh, on yeah. as gifts on Twitter when someone says, "Well done," or "I agree with you." There's a BB-8 gif with the <laughs> with the lighter coming out now. So yeah. Anyway, going back to John Boyega, uh, an absolutely brilliant casting for me. Yeah, he nailed he nailed this. He nailed this. And there's a lot of doubt from people uh, about the, the story of this guy. And people are really going into detail about um, uh, criticizing the way he is. And, you know, as in, oh, wait up, uh, Captain Phasma. You know, she said to him, you've been programmed since birth to do all this. Why did you not do it? This and that and the other. And they're saying, well, if he's programmed since birth, what all of a sudden came over him? And, you know, uh, what, why, that can't be his first mission if he was since birth. You know, when some, you know, it, it, do you get what I mean? Yeah, this, that yeah, and the totally. other. So, so, so for me, and this is out there, and I know people are going to disagree with this. For me, they're, 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 I would love it to be true. They've done a double switch. Like, uh, you know, we're going to talk about Rey in a sec with the Jedi, the Force mm-hmm. and all that. But if you think about it, Snoke mentions a Force has been awoken 
to um to 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 um uh, Kylo Ren, right? Yeah. And at that point, we've seen nothing at all forceful from Ray. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. We've just seen a e- eating and 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 liaising with um, with BB-8. That is it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we've seen nothing from her. Whereas from from Finn FN two one eight seven, by the way, which was also uh, Princess Leia's cell block. Oh, brilliant. Okay, so F- uh, 2187 was a cell block in A New Hope. Which Some is absolutely... people have too much time on their hands. <laughs> absolutely brilliant, I know, I know. But what I was going to say, um, basically, Finn, it's like a force has awoken. Something moves in him, pretty much similar to, you know when, I know we're jumping, Ray basically mind tricks that, that uh, um, James Bond, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And his body goes... Zzz, into some kind of a, a thing, you know, like yeah. it, it, it gets taken over. You see that with him when the blood goes against his um, his helmet. There's something comes over him, and also as soon as at the end of that scene when Kylo Ren's walking away after killing whatever that guy's name is, I don't even know what that guy's name was. He killed I and which and which which character he was, and they they even mentioned like some history between him and Kylo Ren, which no one the fuck knows where that is. So that's one hole that we probably need will probably be filled later, but uh, in in like further episodes to come. But I, I actually think that when he looks at him, when he's just standing there, he feels something off him. Well, he definitely does look at him and, and sort of and stops, doesn't he? and yeah. stops. Yeah, what what is it? What is yeah, it? Because and then he remembers his number when they said which oh one of the stormtroopers has yeah. run off with the thing, and he goes, "Was it FN two one eight seven? Like. True. Do you get what I mean? There's points, yeah, there's yeah. little things that point to Finn having something. And yeah. has there ever been anyone with a lightsaber in any of these Star Wars that wasn't a Jedi? Like, has anyone ever handled one? Yeah, Han Solo cut open the Tauntaun, but I don't think anyone's ever fought with one that I can remember yeah. off the top of my head. Yeah. It, my, it, my, it, suggestion it, is, my suggestion is Miss Windu's love child. It could well be. I'm not even. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to doubt anyone on anything because it could be Lando on an affair with with Leia. I know Jedi Jedi's lived for a long time and that, but uh, Mace Windu would be getting on the affair. Exactly, Mace Windu. That was like (laughs) another generation. Might have been Mace Windu's ghost. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we're actually going into some Patrick Swayze movie. It's the wrong movie! <laughs> right, anyway, what did I say? Um, yeah, I, I think, I really hope, because I th- the, 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 the posters try and sway you towards Finn being the Jedi, but obviously it turns out to be Rey, right? But yeah. I do have my little conspiracy theory on the side that he's going to be force sensitive and going forward that'll come out but um he doesn't know it and he doesn't feel it he just because otherwise why the fuck would he wake up can someone explain otherwise it's just another pothole in the in the in the script for me if it's not that why does he wake up how does he wake up no one else wakes up Mm. well do you get me what's the what's the the answer any program can have a glitch can't it and you know people are unique and you know there'll always be people who are but that's a, a weak, from that's everybody a weak else. plot line, though, isn't it? <laughs> well, well, there's got to be something to it, though, Joe. It, I can't believe Star Wars would do something without there being something to it. Not after this long. Not after the yeah. planning. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I just to think... to be something to him. 
Don't get to. me wrong. I think you might be right there. He may be force sensitive, and I can definitely see how that would would, would be a, an interesting storyline. But equally to me, it's interesting if he's not. You know, because as we know from the past, not every powerful person in this universe or intelligent or resourceful person has to have that ability. You know, Han Solo didn't have that ability mm-hmm. and, and things like that. But I know where you're coming from. It, it, it would explain how he suddenly awakened from this programming. But if it is his first mission and it is the first time he's seen that actual destruction, that 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 could be a quite a powerful thing to if someone already had doubts to, to change, you know. But it'll be it, all of this is great because it's more stuff to be revealed further down the line. And, and I, I think, think he'll have a backstory, obviously. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think, like as you both say, I mean, that's a very very good thing the first films achieved. That was so interested in these characters we've never seen before. We're actually interested in where they're from and where they're going to go next, which is great because. In the prequels, generally, I had no interest in, in in even some of the characters who I'd known for a long time, even seeing them young, you know. I'm probably being a bit harsh there, but I'm definitely much more interested in these characters. You both touched on Ray and Daisy Ridley's, Ridley's performance. Um, well, tell us a bit more about your thoughts on her, Gags. I follow her on Instagram and she's hot, like, outside of the Ray character. <laughs> you're, you're old enough to be a granddaughter, aren't you, Gag? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> she's hey. wife listening to this. Hey, hey, the wife don't like Star Wars. Go away. No, she's, um, she's a really good character as well. I really, uh, my favourite is Finn, okay? So the FN2187 is, is going to be big, going to be class. But she was very good too. I really like her as well. But it's very close between them. She, she portrayed it well. One thing that was a little weird in this movie, and I think we'll probably talk about it when we get to Kylo, is just how strong she became. She became yeah. very strong. Uh, and her backstory is going to be really interesting. Uh, and we're, we're probably going to come to that later as well. But as a character, she pulled it off well. She, um, she's very good, uh, for, for, there's, there's a few doubts about her character in terms of, She's supposed to be on this, on Jakku for so long, mm-hmm. and she, um, has been cleaning or slave, you know, it's been a, what, what, what was she called? A, a scavenger. A yeah. scavenger. So she's just looking for parts and selling them and, and eating, you know, and stuff like that. And, and the thing you get from her is she's, she knows that she's from, like, what is it, the rebels or the, the republic or whatever. She knows that she's from there because when you look at where she lives, she's got a helmet. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's also got that doll. Have you, did you see the notice the doll, yeah, the, the, yeah. the, the pilot doll thing? So she's got all these things. She knows she's from there or she's had interactions somewhere with these type of people. Or, uh, she, is, or mm-hmm. she aspires to that as well. Yeah. Like well, well, this is it. She's, but she's, she knows about them enough. Yeah. And yeah. the other thing is she, she's also really good with that staff of hers. Now, where she got those skills, etc., mm-hmm. is, is you don't know, do you? It's like, well, that's weird because, even though Luke was, you know, had the force, he wasn't very good with a lightsaber. He knew nothing about how to wield any weapon. He was really weak. He had to be taught. Whereas this one, she's at an advanced stage in everything. She's good at, you know, what f- she's awesome at flying already. Yeah. Uh, unbelievably brilliant at flying. There was no, they never mentioned any history of her flying anywhere. Whereas the others, they'd done some flying, you know, uh, Anakin and Luke. 
had done something. There was some history mm-hmm. of them in the movies, talked about it at least. There was nothing to talk about her, although obviously she's a scavenger. She's working with um, those parts. She's working with parts and pieces and mm-hmm. chips and all that. But yeah, uh, there was lots of questions from me about her in terms of, I love the movie. I love her. I love everything about her, but there was just little questions of, wow, she's, they've advanced her in this really yeah. far, you know, and she was doing all the mind tricks, etc. you know, the whole caboodle uh, by the end. And you just have to ask questions. Was she advanced too quick or how, what? Yeah. No, I definitely had a lot of the same thoughts. I wondered whether she was maybe too powerful too soon and things like that. But I suppose, as you say, she was a scavenger from a very young age. She perhaps had some sort of Jedi training. Obviously, we don't know, but that's one theory. And there were hints that that was possibly the case. And like you mentioned, some things just, if you are strong in the Force, some of the things you can do are advanced. I mean, Luke was clearly a talented pilot from from the get go, at least from where we see. Um, you know, I, I think he he clearly done certain things on certain vehicles on this planet that he was proud of and Agreed. things like that. Mm. Bullseye and one prats and all that stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think you definitely have some advantages. And then just surviving from a young girl in such a harsh place. I imagine you'd have to be tough and resourceful, but I know what you mean. She, she, she was extremely powerful really quickly. So uh, I think we'll probably come back to that later, maybe with some of our thoughts on that. Um, what about yourself, Andy? What were your thoughts on on Daisy Ridley and the character of Ray? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you on that. You know, she's she's been on her own for a while. She's probably had to toughen up through part of her life, and and maybe you know how. How quickly she adapted to uh, being a pilot is perhaps a hint to, uh, you know, her where her story lies in the future. You know, her or her backstory perhaps is a bit of a hint there. You know, of where she's um, originated from, shall we say? Yeah. But I think I think sometimes we can, obviously, we're fans of the franchise and everything like that, and perhaps we can overthink things a little bit as well. But I mean. Just as a character and how it was portrayed, I thought I thought she portrayed it really well. Um, I thought the character she was was it was it had a feistiness and it had a raw edge to it, and she seems to soften a little as it went along. You know, in, in terms of how she was with people, yeah, and, and she just kind of warmed up and 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 I thought the chemistry between her and uh, John Boyega on screen as well was actually pretty good. It, it was, you know, that that thing between the two of them. It was actually, it was quite believable, because I mean, you know, it's easy to say that. Oh, yeah, but how many films have you watched where you know there's supposed to, you know, supposed to be two characters who are interacting and, and there is no on-screen chemistry, and and for two relatively unknown actors to get that chemistry, I think that was quite impressive, and um, and. Yeah, for me, I'm just positive. I thought it was. I thought overall, good character. Well, you know, well presented. Not like Finn. Not shoved down your throat. I thought they it, it grew organically on you as as the movie went on, and and both of them have got that intrigue about them going forward, which is really important because as much as they've pulled you into the movie, 
they've got to leave you hanging to want make you want to come back again. And and I think that's what them two characters especially have done, have provided you with some intrigue as to, right, okay, we've come this far, but why, you know, what's happened before that and where are they going next? And I think that's, you know, as much down to the story as, as down to how they've portrayed them as well. So, you know, credit to her, like John Boyega. No, to- totally agree with everything you say there. I think you- you're right. They've they've got that intrigue and that chemistry between them, as you say, and like you know, and and, and ultimately likability. I think we clearly all like these characters, and we want to know what happens to them. And I mean, speaking from my own perspective, and sometimes you just know what you like yourself. They ha- they had a really hard task to get me to want to like them and enjoy them in this film because. Uh, of the way I love Star Wars and, and, and there is a part of me quite resistant to new Star Wars and things like that, but they were so good and so likeable and charismatic and that chemistry, as you say, it just completely made me, you know, believe in them in this world and just enjoy watching them and, you know, as you say, want to see what happens next with them. You're listening to the Anfield Index Podcast Channel. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The next character we're going to look at has uh, been a bit more divisive, not not as universally liked. It's uh, Adam Driver's performance and the character of Kylo Ren. If you can uh, start me off on this one, Andy, with your thoughts. Well, to be honest, I wasn't as struck on him. Just the, mm. not necessarily the performance as the character. I, I don't know, maybe a mix of both. But he's the the character itself, or the way that he's got it, he's portraying it is so reminiscent of Anakin, in you know, sort of the latter episode two, you know, mm. a long way through episode three, where he's kind of like this moody, petulant teenager that you. Rather than you being fearful, you just kind of think, oh, 
you know, just just dislike them. You know, not in a way that you're supposed to dislike the bad guy, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. It, as for the, the character itself, I mean, I, I thought he was unmasked too soon. That would be was probably my only negative on the movie. Actually, watching it was I thought he was unmasked too soon, and it and he he didn't have. It, it almost kind of felt a bit weak from that point, and he didn't. I don't know. He didn't. I didn't get that believability about him that he that he was, you know, this this really all powerful menacing bad guy, more that he was just this really unpleasant spoiled brat <laughs> with powers. So it, there might be more to come, you know. Uh, and we have to. I suppose we have to wait for the next one just to see where it goes with that one. That it, in the in the context of the full story, it, it might sort of board out well but initially it, of the th- if it, of the three characters his was certainly for me the weaker performance I think a lot of people have had similar thoughts to, to that what about yourself Gags what were your thoughts on, on, on Adam Driver and obviously the character Kylo Ren the character firstly I thought the voice was brilliant behind mm-hmm. um, the mask I thought it brought across really good you know that it was it felt it was his own voice masked you know uh, played with a little bit, which was great. It sounded really good. It had a, I don't know what it had. It had, it did, it did come across as a scary type, you know, person uh, yeah. at the start. The force is really strong. Again, we're seeing things. They've moved the force on thirty years on. Um, he's stopping, you know, the the bullet or whatever it is, the laser in midair, and then able to do other things. Whereas you saw Luke struggling to lift like a spaceship and stuff like that at times and and shaking and there's this guy who's who's just nonchalant with the you know with with the force lifting things you know it's just so easy like um Darth Vader used to drag people up in the air he's dragging people towards him with the force you know and 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 grabbing them and stuff it's just going to another level stronger and it just feels Okay, that's fine. I, I wanted to see more with the Force, to be honest, which is great. So the, the other thing with him was that there seems to be... It was different. different. He was a different character. They tried to make him play him out as a Darth Vader, but in, in fact, what they have portrayed is someone trying to be like Darth Vader. And what you need to understand is that he's actually ha- having a battle within himself. He's saying... I'm feeling the light. I'm going towards the light. He said that himself yeah. in the movie. You've got to take those words. Those are the those are the most meaningful words from him. The biggest dialogue from him in the movie yeah. was talking to himself, saying, I, I feel the light. Grandfather, save me. The other question is, where the fuck did he get Darth Vader's helmet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good, no. good. that that must have been one hell of a day uh, on eBay. On eBay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want the helmet, bastard. No, I'm joking. No, but the question, the questions asked about his character is that he's he's very vulnerable. He is yeah. vulnerable because he's done some bad things. You don't know what's happened between him and Luke. Um, his parents have split up because of him. He's obviously dis- disowned his father and gone with Snoke and uh, Supreme Stupid Leader, whatever they call him. <laughs> uh, but but basically, there's a big battle within himself. And the unmasking was because 
there is a connection. There is a clear connection between him and Ray. There is a clear. I don't. I don't know if everybody else saw it, but I saw it. Mm-hmm. He. He's well. Obviously, his force is so strong that he can read her mind. Mm-hmm. At the start, he reads her mind, and he picture. What does he say when he picturizes it? An island with the yeah. sea with greenery. Isn't that where Luke was? Yeah. Okay, so there's some kind of connection between her and Luke, him and her. Okay, mm-hmm. there's something weird going on there. Um, but but he couldn't then control her because she got stronger. Well, I, and I if think you notice, she got stronger when she was with him. That's what I was going to say. Do you think it was him who, by doing that mind thing, that actually awakened the Jedi powers, uh, it, or at least sped up the awakening? Because it seemed to be as he was doing that that she say, seemed to lock onto his mind, didn't she? She yeah. locked onto his mind and, and sort of. He had to give up for a bit, didn't he? And you know? she didn't realise she had any force until that mm-hmm. point, which is, and and she didn't display any force until that mm-hmm. point, which is why I I always think Finn has something in him, because it's not it's, till like halfway through the movie that she's actually properly awoken or done something or even mm-hmm. you know, and at that point you think, okay, so she's got the force. There's definitely something going on with them too. They are they're either their siblings or their cousins or whatever. There's something connecting them. There's something connecting them. So, um, yeah, and, and from there he takes his helmet off because he's, you know, obviously trying to win her trust or whatever. But he feels something with her, I think. And then after that, his character goes a little bit downhill. Once he, did, he like, like Andy said, you know, they, they, didn't, they took the mask off too early. He lost his, he became human. Yeah, he lost, he lost some of his power that, uh, uh, as someone watching him anyway. It, it, it lost a bit of its power and fear factor when, you know, particularly as Andy said so early, we had to wait a long, long time to see underneath the mask with Darth Vader. Yeah. And obviously this was quite early and perhaps a bit of the mystique went quite quick. But maybe and that's I, what it's supposed to be. Maybe yeah, he's not think, supposed to have the mystique. He's supposed I to be. Right. I, I have a feeling there's going to be a switcheroo somewhere. There's going to be, I reckon he'll go light in the end. There'll be something I th- weird. I think it's quite a defining moment for him to take the mask off. So, I, for me, for him, he, the point really for him to take the mask off for the first time should have been with Han Solo facing him. You yeah. Know, for me, that that would have been then. Yeah. There it, it is, father and son. Yeah. And then he can look him in the eye, his father and son, before he sticks a blade in him. But uh, yeah, I, I I just think they kind of lost lost a little bit of something there. But yeah, you know, nothing's perfect, I suppose. No, there's got to be a reason. Like I said, there's got and to be is, a reason for it. It is interesting as well, like you you mentioned, Gags. I mean, this idea of a character who's conflicted. Yeah, he's not Darth. Almost fe- he's he not Darth. He wants yeah, to be Darth. You're right. He feels he's being corrupted by the good side. Whereas, as you say, until very late in the day, Darth wasn't. That conflicted, you know, no, it was once Luke. It became dark. Wasn't it Luke that was conflicted? I'm going dark. Yeah, yeah. and this is the switch. So, so yeah, he's like conflicted the light. So I, I like that. It's different. I did. I did. That's what I mean. That's another one of the things where there are similarities, and I know some people would say, "Well, that's a similarity because it's a reversal." But it's still a different story, you know. It's still a different. It's totally different. It, 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 it brings up different questions, doesn't it? And I mean, and he's got a weird ass lightsaber as well. 
Yeah, well, uh, obviously, I, I, I don't read, you know, sort of the expanded universe and stuff, nothing against it. It's just not my bag, really. But mm. the people who do or the people who've maybe read up more than me seem to suggest that that lightsaber, the way it, it's like that is because he's immature and doesn't have the proper skill to build a lightsaber the proper way. And that's why it's sort of unstable. And it has those extra almost, you know, side parts. Mm. They, they weren't done by design, they're almost accidental because he can't build it correctly. Yeah, and he's think, not had the proper training. Uh, at the end, and I Snoke says, yeah. I need to train him more. True, yeah, and it makes there sense. There really are a lot of people with too much time on their hands. You're, you're not wrong. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm there's, positive on that. There's three of them on this podcast, right? So <laughs> you, but you're right. I mean, even if you think back to as well, when um, Darth Vader meets, I think it's, think it's in return, where Darth Vader meets Luke, he actually says to him, I see you've constructed a new lightsaber. Mm. And I think that was a mark of respect, you know, that he was recognizing that he can do it. You know, it, it, it's actually, it's not just a normal, it, it's, it's, it's a skill. It's part of that. being, so that, part of having the force is to create your own lightsaber. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Mm. Um, all this force talk, I suppose, and we've touched on it slightly, takes us to the next question, which is, you know, we touched on earlier a little bit. That's caused a little bit of, uh, you know, criticism. Some fans not happy about the fight between Kylo Ren and Finn. And then obviously with Ray following that. Um, and essentially that Kylo Ren, we obviously he's shown how powerful he is earlier on. And then these, this should almost be a mismatch, these battles, but he's actually, you know, he finds it hard even initially. So what are your thoughts on that, Andy? Do you have any thoughts or? to that criticism or do you agree or for me i think it's 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 all just a part of the emerging story really mm-hmm. you know <clears throat> it, it was kind of a way of uh, again of uh, as, as has been mentioned you know that the portrayal of the characters of, of the different stages of development that they are of mastering you know these powers that they have mm-hmm. so it's you know it, it was essentially two on one but it wasn't you know, you know, with two of them are tagging out, you know, <laughs> or unconscious, whatever you want. To, but I, I mean, I, I just, I do think it's, I think you shouldn't read too much into it just yet because we're so early into it. And it was so clear as well that, you know, because it was actually mentioned, wasn't it, by the, the, uh, Supreme Master, uh, what was his name? Snook. Snow. Yeah. yeah, Snow. Um, that, you know, Send you send for Carlo Ren, send him uh, to to me to complete his training. So it was clear he's he's not fin- he's not the finished article yet, sure. and the other two certainly aren't. So I, I think people perhaps are, again are just getting a bit you know over eager and and let just let it develop. Let's just see where this goes before we come back and you know really over over dissect things well i took it as a wrestling thing you you both are wrestling fans right yeah so i i painted it as you got to get basically how do you defeat someone who's super super strong or whatever you've got to get them injured or have some kind of a, a disability and he was hit by um chewie's blaster from distance and he was banging his his his, his leg or his, his ribs or whatever it was where he was bleeding, dripping, bleeding. So they gave him so what they did was they built the weakness at the start when he's fighting John Boyega, Finn. Mm-hmm. So Finn gr- hits him with one as well, doesn't he? 
he hits, he gets him on the shoulder, I think, or, or on the face, or wherever. He, I think it was on the shoulder. He gets um, he gets him there as well. So basically, he t- he takes a smack from him. But the, on the flip side, so you build someone and say, right, he's hurt. So that's how they've built it up to say that's why he was close to being defeated because he'd already taken a big whack and he was bleeding profusely, this and that. The one question for me is, I've never ever seen one of those blasters make someone bleed in a movie. This is the first time in Star Wars that uh, one person dies at the start and he's bleeding with a blaster and he puts it on Finn's face and then Kylo Ren is bleeding from a blaster. Never ever have we seen blood from a blaster True or no, not? I, I, I don't think we have. Yeah. I can't recall. Yeah, so I that's the recall. first time in Star Wars that we've seen blood from a blaster. Anyway, another <laughs> another one of my little <laughs> weird things. The, the next thing was that, so people are trying, that's how I reckon they've portrayed it. They've booked it, for example. Yeah. They've booked it as in, he's hurt, that's why he's weaker in the fight against them both. But the other thing is, right, and this is the bit that gets me, and I tried to convince myself that that was, that was the thing, they'd make him, that that's how he was weak, but... You watch the start of the movie again and how strong he is with, with the force and how he stops the laser. I'm sorry, but at the start, he throws Ray True. 50 yards. So why isn't he throwing Finn? Yeah, that was, that was, that was my issue, really. That, yeah. that, but the that second thing you can say is that that's when he shows his naivety and his ego that he wanted to defeat him in a, in a lightsaber battle, teach him a lesson. So uh, there's there's other there's thoughts you can take it other way because you yeah. can take it as a character can't you? you can say his character is that he's naive impressionable mm-hmm. and and doesn't really know what he's doing Kylo Ren yeah it, maybe it's just that you know he, he's also portrayed as very emotional in, yes. in the tube as well isn't yes, it so exactly you know he's maybe in the emotion he's you know because they say don't they, that the force is you know you close your eyes and you know, it's all calmness. Well, he's so emotional and so angry that that it's nothing's flowing. It's all just reactionary, and he's and he's you know he's swinging for the hills. So, <laughs> yeah, it does. I think he's made great points there. It's like I, I hadn't thought of them, but it, that that helps me sort of reconcile it. I, I had a bit of an issue with the you know throw throw and ray thing, and then he's you know. With someone who's nowhere near as experienced, despite his injury, you know he's he wanted in to show you up. It's like a it's, yeah, think of it as yeah. a heel being really cocky, mm-hmm. trying to show up uh, a baby. Do you know what I mean? I mean oh, sorry, yeah. people that are watching the movie, there's a wrestling talk. But what I mean is, someone no, we really, are getting geeky. So, so, <laughs> someone, somebody really being cocky and trying to show so show someone up that's weak in a battle. Yeah. And um, what what what's the phrase as well, Gags? Is it, isn't there a phrase in wrestling? It, it's it's not like a clean victory, is it, or something? What is it? Do you know that phrase? Oh God! Uh... I think they have a phrase, don't they? If someone loses when there's been a bit of cheating, or someone's injured with a someone damages, I think it's not a clean finish or something. Yeah, it's like just that. that's it. It wasn't uh, clean. Yeah, it wasn't clean. Yeah, and I, and I think you, this you're wasn't right clean. With, <laughs> yeah, with the injury, and I, I think you might have mentioned this to me previously. One of the first persons I spoke to about it on the phone. Yeah, they, we, we yeah, for forty minutes. They, we had to, didn't we? They'd set, <laughs> they'd set up throughout the film, hadn't they? Just how powerful this uh, crossbow was mm. to make it even more look. He's been he- hit with this crossbow that's literally blown people across the way, and yeah, you know Han Solo was impressed with the power. So and it does. He just it makes moved. A lot more, he just yeah. moved with it. He's so strong. He just stood there and took it. True. And uh, true. and and it's just basically bl- busted up his insides instead. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. I think it makes sense. But the thing is, people don't think like that. So yeah. we've given 
both sides of story here. How people sure. could think that it is a flawed ending, but we've also then said how the character could just be that damn stupid. As in, they're trying to portray him as as all these the, those all the problems. You know what I mean? In his yeah. head. And funnily enough, if we're going to be geeky, I, I watch a lot of uh, mixed martial arts, and obviously that that's real, unlike wrestling. And and it happens in real life, you know. You see, and in boxing, I suppose, you see people ignore the trainers, and because they're emotional, they they fight the other person's fight. And I know we're probably overplaying this now, but that's what he did, didn't he? As you say, if he'd have just if he hadn't have been immature, like Andy says, and he'd have just used his his force powers despite being injured. He'd have beat both of them quite comfortably. But yeah. as you say, he was angry. He considered him a traitor. I think he screams at him. And he tries to do it by, you know, combat. And obviously that, that was his downfall because it helped, you know, awaken ultimately raise powers on a, on an even grander scale. And I suppose that takes us to the, the, the biggest talking point of the film. We touched on it slightly earlier on, but we never fully got both your views. So if firstly, if you guys could tell me, about Ray, what 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 do you think is her background and her heritage? I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted with Ray. I don't know which way it goes, but the there's signs you see in the movie that she's Han Solo's daughter because the way she connects with him and the way they talk the same thing on the Millennium Falcon how she connects with the with with the spaceship itself you know uh everything about that those scenes with him and how he is emotional towards her immediately shows some kind of connection do you get what i mean yeah and and that shows me something because uh, because otherwise why would why would they even want to go there why would they even display or show any of that connection with him in that, and then she witnesses his death also. Okay? So yeah. that's another key. She's going to want to avenge his death. But there's going to be more to that. Now, the other thing is the, the little bits with Leia, where she knows she's force, you know, she's got the force, because she says, may the force be with you at the end. Mm-hmm. You know? She knows she's got the force. And the way she hugs her as well, the the music of the hugging between... Leia, and this is really, really geeky, by the way. <laughs> the music in the background with the hug of Leia and Ray is the music of Han and Leia every time they kiss or hug. The room, every time. So those little hints point me to that she's something to do with them, either fostered or the daughter or whatever, or she's Leia's kid. I don't know from somebody else I don't know I don't know but it points to that then the other side of it is the other side of it is that Luke has something to do with it because of uh, and Obi-Wan Kenobi because Obi-Wan Kenobi is is speaking when she has when she touches a lightsaber and they actually had the original Alec McGuinness say Ray and in fact that was they had to take that from Afraid and take the af and the dirt out and put Ray. And then it was Ewan McGregor doing the rest. These are your first steps. Love it. So, so those, those bits point to something to do with Obi-Wan. Why would he even say it? Why would he get involved with Ray? Okay, why would those things happen? And then in her vision, it's all about Luke. You know? So, so, so the, 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 
the the lightsaber is calling her. Um, she sees she sees in a vision. She's in the Death Star. It's blowing up. She rolls out to the place where everyone's massacred. She looks up. She sees Luke with his hand pointing to R2-D2, which is a clear message that if you want to find me, I'm in R2-D2, right? So, which is the case in the end. And and all those things happen in that thing, you know, and it's pointing her towards to go and find him. Now, what's the link there then? Then that's the next confusing part. They've left it so open that you just don't know what's going to happen. You don't know who she is, whether she's related to... Um, Kylo Ren, as in his his sibling, because uh, because they were going down siblings again. Okay, I wouldn't be surprised if they went down siblings again, and she joined the dark side, or he came light, whatever. And then she could be Luke's kid that he saved from the massacre, or someone Luke knows, the, uh, 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 one of the Jedi kids, you know, that he was chaining. Mm-hmm. And then he could be a dis- she could be a descendant of Obi Wan that he that Luke's again saved. So so many angles here, Joe. That. And there's so many hints pointing to all of them that you just couldn't select which one. But the, the strong ones are with Leia and Han for me in the movie. Sure, sure. And what about you, Andy? Obviously, Gags gave a really good uh, summing up of the, 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 uh, at least some of the different <coughs> possibilities there. Uh, do any of those uh, ring true for you or have you got a different yeah. thought on who her background is? It's like a tombola to pick from, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's like the kind of the obvious one is possibly that it's you know Luke's secret daughter mm-hmm. somewhere along the some you know somehow somewhere along the line that that's almost you know it kind of looks that way. But then there is a lot of like Gag said, there is so much ambiguity to it. But that's that's part of the intrigue, isn't it? You know, you don't yeah. want to give it away and make it too obvious. But you're going to throw some little soft hints here and there, so you you kind of torn in between. And, and when a movie gets you thinking that way, then it's it's winning. You know, it's a, that's the whole point, isn't it? Succeeding. Yeah. But no. I, it does make me wonder if there's a little bit of a curveball in there that, you know, is she Kylo's twin sister? And if for some reason, have they? You know, did they did they split them at birth and secretly hide one away? You know, kind I think of there's an eight-year difference, dude. I think yeah. apparently there's an eight-year oh, difference right. between. Oh, well, right. You know what I mean? So, it was but just, they're hidden it. They could have hidden it, yeah? Yeah, yeah. You know, and kind of like harping back to, you know, Luke and Leia being split at birth and do you mean, do all you mean, that kind Sorry, I've got to interrupt a bit. Do you mean the actors there, Gags? Or no, no. I th- there's, been, there's been some talk in yeah. on forums that, that, that there's an eight-year gap in age between them no, two that, that's but, not obvious in the movie it's not though, it's, not, though, it's not it's not and the, and, and the other hint is that she keeps leia keeps saying there's too much of his grandfather in him mm-hmm. and they said yeah. that when he was a kid as well i see i saw too much of his grandfather if that's the case then they could have hidden her from start because they expected yeah but then uh, then but it, i don't know whether would maybe Han recognise her and would Leia recognise her of who she was and would their reactions be slightly different? I don't know, but as long as they don't go down the road where it's, you know, Luke and Leia's and they don't go down that territory, please. <laughs> I've just realised what you said then. Yeah, we, we yeah. don't need none we of don't that. Go, that. I, I doubt it with it being a Disney movie. No, I wouldn't have thought so. I wouldn't have thought so. I think, I think the wheels would come off the franchise if that was the case. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, I think you're right there to avoid that. I, I think um, 
uh, it's hard because it's JJ Abrams, but obviously he is sort of, you know, it's still got some Lucas in there. And Lucas called it Star Wars: The Chronicle of the Skywalker Family, <laughs> and yeah. I, I, I'd be shocked if they've deviated too much from that. And I know obviously Leia, you know, doesn't have that name, but she's still a Skywalker. But I think when when we think Skywalker, we we tend to think Luke. And I just think with the lightsaber calling to it, as you say, and obviously when she touched it, a hell of a lot of it was about Luke. And as you say earlier on, Gags, when Kylo Ren looked into her mind, he could see that island, which again is Luke. And I think as well, she, she had an X-Wing pilot toy that she made herself mm. and a helmet like Luke's. And I think all those things together, plus Obi-Wan, who obviously was Luke's first trainer, uh, you know, in the ways of the Force. I just think, I think for me, it's either Luke's daughter or, as you mentioned, maybe someone he was really fond of who he was training initially. But, but it just doesn't obviously... explain why she linked up with with Leia and Thingy so much. Do you get what I mean? It just doesn't... I don't well, understand but, but that. They, they, they'd be the auntie and, and uncle, wouldn't they? They'd I know, I, I suppose, I suppose, but it was more of a father and daughter type uh, click, you know, being mm. a dad to a girl, it was more like a, yeah, do you get what I mean? I don't know, yeah, again, don't know it's, just, it's just, a, it's just nice, I think, that they've, they've done something that's making us think both ways, true, you know, true. because I yeah, think exactly. they'll curveball it again, mm-hmm. they will, we're all thinking Luke, and then they yeah. go, nah, she's, a, she's kind of insisted, it's fine. I think you're right. Or <laughs> none of those at all. Yeah, yeah, normal, exactly. Just exactly. a normal girl who's blessed with this power, which is a, a very interesting story in its own right. she was right, trained by him, being, yeah. She could have been trained yeah, by him and he saved it. True, true. So that would be interesting. And obviously we, we've touched on that, but I know we could go on all night, us three talking about that, but it was nice to hear your thoughts. Uh, I'd yeah. now like to hear... What what your favourite moment or scene from the film is? I know that's a really hard question, but if you can come up with one, that'd be great, Gags. Can I just say before we go that um, before mm-hmm. we do this, that the one good thing about the movie was that they kept it to less CGI in terms of backgrounds, oh, and yeah. it was um, it was shot very nicely. Mm-hmm. Some really beautiful uh, scenery and stuff, and back shots, and everything was done naturally, and it made it a different. It made it a an original again, yeah, you know, one yeah. of the originals. And that was one of the reasons why it felt authentic and, and, and original Star Wars, because it wasn't cities and sitting on all these oh, things yeah. flying around and up and down and nonsense going on, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. too many CGI characters. Like, what was her name? Um, that one character. Oh, in this? M- Maz? Maz, yeah. So there was yeah. only her, really, that was kind of... Uh, a new character that was like that and she wasn't too bad so it was a small True. role but yeah anyway the, the, sorry I just wanted to make sure that we got that in the pod because no, no, that, I thought that, it was very important point. that it was a great um, part but best scene favourite scene uh, there's loads obviously you could go through anything with Han Solo in and Chewie mm-hmm. but I think the bit that I love the most um, and finding out afterwards that it was James Bond really really oh, killed cool, it. it i absolutely loved the the force where she mind tricks him especially where she fails the first time <laughs> and i like how they've changed it that when someone gets mind tricked now their body kind of stiffens up so you know and there's a little noise <laughs> there's a little sound of it that goes Zzz, 
Like, as soon as she did it, there was a zzz. If you watch it again, you'll mm-hmm. see a zzz and the body's just stiffen. And I love that because it's telling you, it's showing you, it's clear. And um, I just love the whole scene of her, you know, having the force. And she's oh, yeah, so clever. Exactly. There's questions how she got so powerful so quick, um, which we've talked about. But the use of it was great in there. Especially Kylo Ren's reaction afterwards where he boss, <laughs> bashes everything. And those two stormtroopers <laughs> come around the corner and turn around, <laughs> turn around and walk off. Yeah, yeah I loved they, it. They got right out of dodge, didn't they? They, they, did. they knew best. To approach them now that that was a that was a brilliant scene. You're right. I couldn't agree more. What about you, Andy? Uh, Man's, I'm going to see. I'm going to be geeky here. After, after convincing myself I wasn't a geek, I'm <laughs> thinking I am. And man, really is is the um, is the scenes between the the X-wings and the Tie Fighters with it being in daylight. There was just something about seeing them in daylight. You know, them battles that you're used to seeing in space. I, I don't know what it is. I can't really explain it, but it was, it was just, it just touched me that it's something, you know, as a, as a fan for what, you know, God knows how 30 something years, more, a lot more years than I care to uh, <laughs> remember, you know, to see them battling in daylight, it just, it just completely changed the whole complexion. And it was, it just, fascinating to see for me just one of them daft daft things but I I think along with that probably the most defining scene of the movie though for me was was Han Solo the death of Han Solo that uh, that was you know that oh no (laughs) you've killed Han Solo you you can't do that hard to believe (laughs) isn't it yeah yeah we we can't we can't go without talking about that can we I mean my daughter when that happened um, I'd already seen it once. So when, when my daughter, my daughter, she shed a tear because she absolutely loves Han Solo. So, you know, when, when he, he just sliced him up and then threw him off, she just was like, no, dad, how can wow. they do that? And I was like, darling, they did it to Obi-Wan, you know, kind of happened. That, that something normally happens like this in a movie. They've got to have the, the, the main character have something to fight for, something to avenge. You know, something to go for. This is this is what happens in movies. You'll understand. And um, she was like, it was still, it was hard for her to take. And yeah, it's a it's a good scene. It's a very good scene, you know. And the best part of that scene, Joe, is the sun is shining on his face, and they're sucking out the energy of the sun, and and he's looking like he's going light side. And this is again really geeky. Sorry, but no, as the good. sun fades. And it goes dark on his face. He then stabs him. And they just... It was brilliantly directed in that... The dark side... You know, the sun goes out. His face, The sun's shining on his face. And as soon as that shadow comes over... And it's gone dark. The dark side's here. Bang! Yeah, I think you're right. That's, that's such, a clever, such a clever, subtle little thing yeah. to put in, isn't yeah. it? Beautiful. I think I you're right. That's, that's, yeah, it's that's, exactly how you... You got to watch you made it. that point. That's really clever. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 how you bring across the light and the dark. The whole thing is about light, dark, light, dark, light, yeah. dark. And that in the movie is one of the key moments of light, dark, and his battle. Yeah. He wants to be dark. This is him proving he's dark. And then he's got too cocky, obviously, and then gets his ass handed to him. But um, <laughs> but, 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 but yeah. 
uh, sorry, I'm trying to put humor into a serious scene yeah. here. Yeah, he just, it was, there's so many parts we haven't even talked about, Joe, like Poe and, 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 and BB-8, for God's sake. Like, oh, we've got yeah. to talk about these two characters, dude. Doesn't please, matter how long you go, please just do. go. Just please go. Do, mate. Um, go on, then. That, 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 I'll, that go I'll, leave, I'll, leave, I'll go BB-8. I'll go BB-8. I'll let Andy do Poe. Um, go on, then. BB-8 is... Is the star of this movie? I can't believe we waited since seventy minutes <laughs> in to wait to talk about BB-8. The the stuff with BB-8. We mentioned him earlier on, but everything about him, the way he moves, he's also, he's real as well. It's not a it's not a person in a droid. It's actually a a droid they've built. You know, I think I think it's a droid and a puppet. I think I don't think it is. I think they've rolled it out on um, they've rolled it out into thinkies. I don't think there's a person in it. No, I, th- I think I think for a lot of shots it's the droid, but there is also a puppet version as well. Oh, is there? I didn't know F- that. Fairly sure. Don't, don't, uh, I wouldn't bet. I think they built. I think the room, I think this, the news is that they built something like that. You know, like how they built the they, toys and stuff. They, they built have, a yeah. bigger version, and um, but but basically, it's such a clever little oh, thing. It's great, isn't it? It's got personality like I know R2-D2 had personality with the way he used to like jump you know step side to side and do the and then move his head around but they've gone advanced on personality with this droid he just is brilliant in terms of mannerisms like how they get a droid to have mannerisms this one does and the way he picks you know he's got these little strings or whatever they are the things that he can he can balance and stuff and pull himself up and down off things and the lighter the electric shocks oh. you know they just added so much to it when it's nosy as well yeah from behind han solo and things like that or or, or when it was sad and its head slumped or when, when it thought Poe had been killed and, you know, it's glee when it realised Poe's still alive. As you say, it's got personality and character and, you know, uh, it may even have topped R2-D2 for me and that's saying something, you know, it's, you know, they've done such a great job with BB-8, you, you, you're absolutely spot on there. What, what about you, Andy, either on BB-8 or Poe or both? It's hard to add anything on BB-8. You'd, mm-hmm. you know, Gadge covered everything there. It was, yeah, that, that cheeky little R2-D2 type droid. It's, it, it's one for the kids, isn't it? But but then again, you as an adult, you know, you loved it as a kid and then you revisiting it and it is that fun. Again, like like you've said earlier as well, Joe, that as long-time fans, you kind of, you can't help it, but you, you're almost resistant to new characters. Mm-hmm. But all these characters have, have worked, and 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 he was another one that's worked, and 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 like Poe as well. I, I mean, we didn't see him an awful lot in the movie, but the the parts that he played were. I think he had an element of Han Solo about him, you know yeah, that 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 charisma, that comedy that, at the start. <laughs> yeah, that that just that little bit of something about him, you know that that Jack the Lad type character. And I think there's more to come from him. I, I think he's a, he's a character that'll emerge as it goes along by the looks of it. And again, it just done really well. I mean, I'm not sure the guy's name who, who's portraying him. Oscar Isaac. That's it. He, I think again, he's he's portrayed it really well. He's got it across. Everything is just you know, it just sits right. You know, less is more. You didn't see much of him. But that sets it up for the future. But what you did see of him, it was used well. And, and I think he made an impact, even though he wasn't in a lot of scenes. So 
again, it, it's just, you know, such a successful movie in so many different ways. You're right, so. He's um, uh, he's going to be a big part, I think, Joe. I think he'll play a big part coming up in the future and in, in the next few movies, Poe. Mm-hmm. And I think I he's, hope so. Yeah, yeah. He's a really he, he was not he was only supposed to have a small role in this movie, and in the end, he impressed I think uh, 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 JJ so much that they 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 introduced the role, which is why he's probably small at the moment. But mm-hmm. then it becomes bigger. So yeah, I think um, I think there's a lot to come from 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 Poe and. It should be good. It should be good, but it's like you said. There's very, very similar similarities. Him and him and Kylo Ren have got history now as well, which is something to be, you know, something to take forward. So they've they've had an, uh, you know, altercation, and uh, he was very comic at the start, wasn't he? Like, who's talking? Me talking? You talking? Who's talking? <laughs> love it. So quickly into the film, and you only just met this character straight away. You like him after that bit, don't you? And you, you can see, like Andy said, he's got that cockiness, and I love that where he says to, he says to Finn, "I can fly anything," and I just love that. It's like, you know. And because of his charisma, a character like that could come across as unlikable, maybe, but you instantly warm to this character. And I think you touched on it before. He was originally going to be killed off, but they were so impressed with him that they thought, we just can't kill this character off. He's, he's brilliant. So I think you're right. I think there's big things. Obviously, he, he's becoming a superstar, Oscar Isaac, and it'll be great to have him in future episodes of Star Wars because he, he definitely brings a hell of a lot to the table. That that leads us on now to pretty much the last question, really, and it's we've just talked favourite scenes. This was my favourite scene. Uh, you know, just watch this scene so many times. <laughs> I know what this one is then. as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's the, the final scene where Ray comes face-to-face with Luke Skywalker. What were your thoughts on that scene, Andy? I, I loved that. I, I just the way it was done. The fact that they didn't put any dialogue to it as well. Yeah. I thought just re- actually added to it. It just gave, it, you know, it was a bit deeper. It just had more to it. Something different about the the whole Luke Skywalker character, wasn't it? The yeah. the look on his face, everything, even the little thing there of, you know, he hasn't got the glove on anymore, and it was the foot, you know, just mm-hmm. it, it was the bionic hand. It it was just a real that that was that was the touch back to your childhood right there and then, you know, the the link between the two you know, really, really cemented and and setting everything up for the next one. It was, as that movie came to a close there, my immediate thought was, oh, I'm going to have to wait to watch the next bit now. You know, I, my, I was like, I can't believe it. I'm going to have to wait till I've seen that, what happens next. And and that is, that that's probably the, the, the best compliment you can pay a movie, really, isn't it? As it comes to a close, you know that it's part of an ongoing story you just can't wait now for the next part. So yeah. I, I thought it was just such a great ending. It, it such a, a a smart and succinct, beautifully done everything. You know, you know, however you want to put it, it was just it perfect, absolutely perfect. Yeah, that, that uh, totally, totally the same experience for me. And as you say, you know, the biggest compliment you can pay to uh, the first film of a new trilogy, anyway, is that it finishes and straight away you're thinking when is that next film out and that's Massive. exactly how I felt and Massive. clearly how you felt as well Andy can you tell me your thoughts on that on that final scene with Luke please Gags 
I just thought Obi-Wan Kenobi, mate. First thing, when you see his face, you think Obi-Wan Kenobi. He looks rough, old, but he looks stronger. You know, he doesn't look um, that baby-faced kid that that did sometimes come across a little bit weak, you know, in the first first few episodes, uh, first episode or so. And now you could see a wise man standing there. Um, and that's going to bring a lot to the next episode because you've lost Han Solo. But but the the rumor is that a lot of the second episode is is going to be flashbacks as well. So Han Solo will be back. So there'll be a lot of flashbacks with Luke and him, and and obviously then the story will go on with with Luke. So that'll be very very um, interesting to see. And again, like you said, you both covered it so well. It's it's the perfect end. It kind of you kind of regret a little bit to say I wish they showed him at least speaking or <laughs> he said something, but it leaves it in you, like you're saying. Yep, okay, we got one character's gone, but we didn't see this one at all. I can't wait to see this one now. Uh, the whole second movie is going to be with him. The first one with his hands on, and the second one's going to be with him. So I think they've done well. I think again there'll be a button uh, passed on to the newbies from Luke next. So, he might die next? Well, uh, <laughs> I think it's one of them, isn't it? I mean, I, I had a similar reaction to you when I seen him. It was that sort of, so reminiscent of Obi-Wan. And, you know, we waited so long. I think in the film, Luke Skywalker's become a mythical sort of character. And he is in real life as well, in a way. And we waited so long to have a film with him in. And then we have a have to wait right through this film for him and it's so powerful like for me anyway and clearly for you guys when when it gets to this breathtakingly beautiful island and the slow descent up to meet this character who you've waited for years to see again and you've then waited through this over two hours long film just to get a glimpse of him and then that moment where they're both looking at each other was just a, a hairs on the back of the neck a moment for me and just um, just the perfect end to a great um, reintroduction to this Star Wars universe and I think that's probably the perfect end for this pod really um, so thanks to you both for, for joining us um, I'll start with you Gags have you got anything to plug uh, any any superstar legends on any of your shows lately or anything like that you might want to plug <laughs> if you've missed um if you've missed AI 100 and 101, then definitely go and have a listen to those. Those are um, very proud of those podcasts with a, with a legend. He was amazing, amazing to interview. At times, you you do you you you're overawed because he's so strong, such a strong personality. A dream come true for me. So yeah, please do go listen to those. They're great. There's so many other shows out at the moment. Yeah, the Global are doing some happy birthday ones for AI which the first one got me really emotional on today. They talk so much about their their origins on AI. And if, you've, if you're new and you've not heard how these people got started uh, or became part of the team, there's some really good stories. I suppose probably not as interesting to some of you than it was to me because a lot of it was about me as well. So it was, um, it was probably, uh, probably the part is a lot more meaningful to me. But... Nevertheless, it's still very interesting to listen to how they all got started. But um, I just want to say thank you to those guys uh, and Kaylin and Co. All of those that took part in that pod that was that was a fantastic 
podcast for me to listen to is probably one of my favourite ones now. Great, it sounds fantastic. I can't wait to listen to that. And obviously, I echo your thoughts. The the John Barnes two 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 episodes with John Barnes on, and you know, dropping wisdom left, right, and centre, and just you know, brilliant to listen to. And you know, if you, if you love Liverpool, then you love John Barnes, and you need to listen to to those episodes. And obviously, as Gag said. The world lads and so many other great pods on the AA channel so please download that too and also the reds review which uh, if anyone's listening doesn't listen to that and he's the host and does it brilliantly and it gives a different perspective to the liverpool scene for me because it gives you that bit of space it's not immediately after the game so you can see it more in the context of of the month and how the season's you know developing and it's another must listen um and the have you got anything coming up you any other pieces or anything you want to plug other than the reds review of course <laughs> thanks for that that's uh, great you know I, you know i just thought actually we've come this far and we didn't really speak about the first order too much. You're you know, right. You're I, right. I was thinking, There's you know, probably not much to talk about the first order, Andy, because uh, they're a confused bunch of motherfuckers, to be honest. Aren't they? <laughs> I, I, actually, do you know what what got me the, when I saw when we I start the pod. Here we go. I, just, <laughs> I'll, I'll be very quick. I promise. No, no. Like, go on, mate. When I when I rewatched the movie, when I watched it the second time, the first order scenes actually kind of they involved for me like imagery of of the nazis yeah you know that 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 opening scene of the the storm in the village and killing people but what was what really got me was that scene where the there was the guy giving the really impassioned speech you know that maniacal you know speech and it was just so reminiscent of you know know, that old scene of of nuremberg where you know the big even the big the ships the buildings the red banners all the troops amassed and I just thought that that imagery, you know, that's that's really like quite smart in a way, you know, what he's done there. Mm-hmm. I, I, just something that was clever that I, I just I just realised we hadn't even mentioned. But anyway, yeah. I, think, I think I avoided so it because I was scared. I, I, I avoided it because I think I always end up calling them New Order and stuff. Like that. <laughs> I think I was New to, World Order. No, there's a bit of confusion in the whole thing, to be honest, because there's there's the Resistance, there's the Republic, there's the fir- the, the First World, the First Order. You know what? what the hell is going on with that there is a bit of confusion in the film why are the republic and the resistance together what why is there a need for isn't the first order like the republic or what what the what's going on you know that part of it for me big question marks there needs to be gaps filled yeah, hopefully i, I, I think there will fills be. It. i think there will be won't there hmm. i'm sure sure it'll all be answered next time round. but um anyway on on terms of uh stuff coming up and whatnot <laughs> Uh, you can, if you want, you can catch me on Twitter at Andy Armchair. Um, I'm I'm writing regular for EPL Index, Ooh. so uh, you can you, you can catch me uh, quite often uh, rattling out the uh, the um, the articles there on various bits and pieces. But uh, yeah, I still still write for AI here and there, and and of course, yeah, still doing the Reds review, and uh, it's it's great. I love I love doing it. It's it's great. We have some great guests. Uh, just I love the different perspectives that we get and like you say, you know, you can take it all in from over the course of a month and time to maybe digest a few things. So ne- this uh the next reg review we're actually gonna have uh, the guys off the, the Academy pod 
uh, Guy Drinkle and Nathan Stalker. So we'll get a bit of academy stuff mixed in with being able to talk about the League Cup final and everything that happens in February. So it's 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 such a fun pod to do. I have fun doing it, and it's it's just another part of uh, this the great thing that is AI. Could, couldn't agree more. And uh, just to anyone listening still, um, thanks for listening. As you know, AI's got so much great football content, but of course it's got so much non-football content, you know, pretty much something for everyone. Please download the, the AI channel. You've got wrestling, TV, comics, you know, you name it. It's got something for everybody and you'll find something you like. So please download it. If you have any feedback for me, any film suggestions or anybody fancies being a guest, please uh, contact me on Twitter at which is Joe Simpson at Wolf underscore Tickets LFC. Thanks you all for listening and thanks to my two great guests. Thank you. Thank you. Force is strong in my family. My father hasn't. I have it. My sister has it. You have that power, too. Chewie, we're home. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.